This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves. The toll-free number for you is 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line for you, 800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away, so enjoy those on us. That, again, is freetalklive.com. Start things out here tonight. Last night we discussed a military issue in regards to the military ejecting gay Arab linguists from their organization. Now, we all know they have the don't ask, don't tell policy, but you'd think they might bend the rules a little bit, especially when it comes to an area of you know specialty where you might think they'd need a few extra guys, Arab linguists. Nope, they think they just they just want to kick them out anyway because they're gay and... You know, the military's obviously got a, a huge set of problems, of course. Uh, the recruitment is a huge issue. We mentioned that a few weeks ago on the show, that they've missed their recruiting goals. The Army, specifically, has missed its recruiting goals two months in a row. Of course, they've been periodically missing their recru- uh, recruiting goals throughout the past several years, and so it's just more of the same. Lowering their standards, that sort of thing. And here's yet another uh, iron to toss into the fire. The nation reporting that John Town has spent the last few years fighting two battles, one against his body, the other against the U.S. Army. Both began in October of 2004 in Ramadi, Iraq. He was standing in the doorway of his battalion's headquarters when a 107-millimeter rocket struck two feet above his head. Gosh. Eventually, the rocket, uh, the rocket shrapnel was removed from his neck and his ears stopped leaking blood. God. But his oh. hearing never really recovered. And in many ways, neither has his life. A soldier honored 12 times during his seven years in uniform, Town has spent the last three years struggling with deafness, memory failure, and depression. By September 2006, he and the Army agreed he was no longer combat ready. But instead of sending Town to a medical board and discharging him because of his injuries, doctors at Fort Carson, Colorado, did something strange. They claimed that Town's wounds were actually caused by a personality disorder. Town was then booted from the Army and then told that under a personality disorder discharge, he would never receive disability or medical benefits. Huh. So it was when it became expensive to care for their uh, recruit, they kicked him out. Exactly. Yep. And the Department of Veterans Affairs doesn't have to provide medical care to soldiers dismissed with personality disorders. That's because under Chapter 513, personality disorder is a pre-existing condition. So you already had this problem before you came into the military. doesn't matter the fact that a bomb went off two feet above your head. You had a personality disorder, and that negates our, pl- our promise to uh, you know, take care of you. Because that's one of the reasons why people join the military, beyond the fact that they promise to pay for their college, which isn't really... They're not really being honest about that from what we've heard from military veterans who've basically that, told us that they're not being upfront about the whole college thing. That it's difficult to get, that, uh, right. get them to, to pay on that. I and, have a question for you. In, uh, in yeah. the story, is, was he being discharged as personality disorder? Is this being gay? Oh, I don't know about that. It, I don't, they didn't make that clear. It's, okay. just, it's, it's a personality disorder, and that was their reason. That's, all, I guess, all they need to give. That's pretty general, wouldn't you say? Yes, I would. And apparently this isn't the only veteran that they've done this to. Uh, this is apparently a pretty easy way for them to shuffle them off and not have to pay them anything, which, again, is, is one of the reasons why a lot of people join is because they're told that, look, you join the military. If and you the get Army will wounded, take care of you. We're going to take care of you. Not now, this guy. Now, um, how do they manage to uh, make a, a rocket a personality disorder? Is, uh, that's not what I'm 
really understand. Well, it wasn't the rocket. They're just claiming he had a personality disorder uh, from day one because it was a pre-existing situation, a pre-existing condition. Why did they take him to begin with? Well, they need somebody to die, of course. They need a a, a body to fill a, a seat on a plane, and, and they need people. If uh. a soldier dismissed under Section 513 hasn't served out his contract, he also has to give back a slice of his reenlistment bonus as well. That amount is often larger than the soldier's final paycheck. As a result, on the day of their discharge, many injured veterans learn they owe the Army several thousand dollars. Yeah. Hey, that's a nice little pat on the back on the way out the door, huh? More like a kick in the butt. Man. In the last six years, the Army has diagnosed and discharged more than 5,600 soldiers because of personality disorder, according to the Defense Department. And the numbers keep rising. 805 cases in 2001, 980 in 2003, 1,086 from January to November of 2006. Quote, it's getting worse and worse every day, says the official who handles the discharge papers. At my office, the numbers started out normal. Now it's up to three or four soldiers each day. It's like suddenly everybody has a personality disorder. Mm, Suspicious. The reason is simple, he says. They're saving a buck, and they're saving VA money, too. It's all about the money. Defense Department records show that across the entire armed forces, more than 22,500 soldiers have been dismissed due to personality disorder. In the last six years, one military official says doctors at his base are doing are doing more than withholding this information from wounded soldiers. They're actually telling them the opposite, that if they go along with a 513, this personality disorder discharge, they'll get to keep their bonus and receive disability and medical benefits. Of course, this wouldn't be the first time they were lied to by the military. And it's likely the doctors are lied to, too. Um, Possibly. Now, the it. So, um, you know, it doesn't really matter once you're told, you know, it's like dealing with the uh, the, the proverbial used car salesman, the bad guy that, uh, um, you know, you get told that you're going to, you know, you can keep your bonus and um, you'll, we'll give you some extra money and everything will be great. And then you sign on the dotted line after you've been told this. Oops. Oh, the dotted, you know, the, the fine print above that said, no, not so much. And sorry, you can't sue them. They're the government. Uh, they're sovereign immunity. They, you can't touch these guys. So it's not like you can bring them back into court and say, hey, you lied to me. Well, it was your, you know, you had to do the due diligence. You had to go and research, you know, read through the uh, military code or whatever the heck it is that uh, the Section 513, of course, probably written in legalese. So how it is that anybody can understand that crap? Especially oh, people in the military. This is foolish. This is being penny-wise and dollar-foolish. They're just going to cause more resentment. All these people are going to be getting out of the military and making movies like Born on the Fourth of July, and mm-hmm. and you, you're gonna, they're going to be really um, surrounded well, matter, from but, all sides. But you see, Wayne, they don't have uh, they don't have the uh, the the perspective to, and they don't care to look at the long-term situation because. How the military is represented in Hollywood or on the radio or on television or in newsprint or whatever, or in the Nation magazine where this is coming from, how the military is represented doesn't really matter to the people running it. They're going to get their pension whether or not, uh, you know, whether or not they treat these people well. Right. So if they everything care less, if if the uh, army falls into complete disrepair, it won't affect anyone's paycheck other than possibly, uh, you know, uh, it. it you know, they might they might go through in the future at some point and clean house, but it doesn't seem likely. You know, this this smells to me like there might be a draft coming because if they're this brazen about treating people like this, these people are going to go home and tell their friends, "Don't go in the army." They're mm-hmm. going to look what they did to me. Right? 
And at some point, the recruitment's uh, hard enough for them right now. Well, the draft winds have been blowing for quite a while, Wayne, and they, you know, they every so often something turns up that sort of points to that as as a real possibility. And of course, every single year in Congress, they bring up draft legislation. In uh, the the Democrat debate, was there not a question about shouldn't uh, females have to fill out draft cards too? I believe there was a question, and I think it got some favorable responses from the Democrats. So you know, there's there's just been some subtle things going on behind the scenes to sort of alert people that are paying a little bit of attention that that very well may be coming back soon. A little bit more on the story here. Again, they were lied to about the 513. He says the soldiers he works with uh, know that they don't have a personality disorder, quote, but the doctors are telling them this will get you out quicker and the VA will take care of you. To stay out of Iraq, a soldier will take that in a heartbeat. What they don't realize is these things are lies. The normal process for receiving disability requires a soldier to be evaluated by a medical board, which must confirm that he's wounded and that his wounds stem from combat. This process takes several months, in contrast with a 513 discharge, which can be wrapped up in a few days. So that's it. 22,500 soldiers, at least, this, they say more than that, at least that number, have been dismissed in the last six years because of personality disorder, meaning they don't get any of the benefits that they were promised when they joined up. This is the military that you support? These, I mean, really? You, after hearing this, how do you feel about the military if you were a supporter and if you still are? What's your excuse? Can you defend this? 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. 1-800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line for you, 800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And we invite you to our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, totally free. Live streams are there, a broadband version of the show, and a dial-up version as well. So do enjoy those on us, freetalklive.com. Plus, you need to know that Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. It's your only choice for more liberty in your lifetime. You can learn more at freestateproject.org. That, again, is freestateproject.org. We're talking about the military and how they're screwing over as many vets as they possibly can. Uh, let's go to the phones. First to uh, Frank in New York. You're on Free Talk Live, Frank. Uh, good evening, gentlemen. Hey. Yeah, you know, it really is sad, but, you know, it shouldn't be unexpected. Mm. Uh, those that you know, remember Vietnam or had relatives or or were vets that had to rely on the uh, VA for medical help. Basically, the same situation occurred there, whereby, you know, the uh, as we've seen in the last two years, there's been uh, an analysis of the VA hospital system with many substandard facilities being closed and other ones sort of being consolidated and things. But, uh, you know, it's very sad. What I think people have to realize, and it's sad that most of the young kids in high school are not taught this in their civics civics class or their social studies class is that when you go into the military you lose all of your civil rights you can't vote you can't bring legal charges against the government you literally surrender when you you can still vote you can vote in the military but well you can vote but the point is uh... you really can't uh... 
you know, uh, make any statements against right. the policy. You You're no longer your a free political person. Rights. You're completely owned by the, by the government in that case. And you don't even own your own body. If they choose to do uh, illicit testing oh, of I've got a story uh, drugs about that. and substances coming up. and uh, weapons and things. I mean, just look at the Tuskegee Airmen mm. and uh, or, you know, many of the uh, uh, testings of LSD and things with the uh, Army uh, soldiers at, I guess, the Edgewood Arsenal and the different biological and chemical tests that they did on unsuspecting soldiers. And basically, you know, what it says to me is that why am I not surprised? Corporations do this all the time in order to, uh, you know, when you look at how pensions have been cut. And it seems to be a very timely decision. I wonder if maybe Rumsfeld, Cheney, Wolfowitz, or uh, Daniel Fife were the ones that came up with this idea because it just is so corporate and, uh, you know, it's so Enronish in many ways that, uh, you know, They're it really speaks to the culture of the Republicans and, you know, this war president. And, uh, Basically, all I can say is this. Well, you know, you though, though, Frank, though, I don't know if your uh, your analogy is quite apt, because if it were a corporation, they'd have some level of ability to sue uh, that corporation. Well, though, not if it's in a the case of the military. medical condition. Not if it's a pre-existing medical condition. You can lose your employment for that due to the uh, – if the corporation offers, uh, you know, an insurance-based – health program yeah. is a benefit. So under the law, corporations can even dismiss perfect employees if they have uh, a medical condition that, uh, you know, is in violation of the uh, insurance carrier's program that the corporation uses. So, I mean, that's not that, – that isn't the first time it's happened. In fact, it's happening very frequently in corporations. They use the term a pre-existing medical condition. So, I mean, in a way – it really says something of the time, and I would just like to conclude by saying that any parents that have children that are thinking about enlisting, don't. Yeah, talk Anyone about that it. has brothers and sisters with the bad economy that can't find work and that are thinking of enlisting and hoping that they'll be able to get a GI Bill that will allow them to go to college or to receive some vocational training after they're discharged, don't, don't do it. And I wanted to say this, that also, you'll remember on the MASH TV series that Klinger was always looking for uh, a personality discharge or a Section 8, I think they right. called it back then. And almost to comic proportions, usually four times in every episode, he'd be dressed up or doing something erratic <laughs> in the context of right. the uh, I think it was comic field proportions. hospital in order to do that. So in a sense... Uh, you know, why should we be surprised with this? God knows we yeah, it's the same actually attacked I mean, just... two nations without right. uh, provocation, and then we admitted that, you know, uh, there never were any weapons of mass destruction. I mean, the United States has acted as an international terrorist and a criminal. Frank, and, great know, call, man. Thank you for making I'm it. I'm not surprised. Appreciate Thank it. You. Yeah, why is anyone surprised? I mean, the, these aren't new and shocking stories. The military has been doing things like this. For decades. I mean, I've got a story here in a few moments about, um, you know, another, one of those testing programs where they're testing some questionable chemical on these people. We, we might get to that. But that's old, you know, that's old news. Yeah, the remember the chemical, you'll hear about crap. it in 20 years. Right. Now, Wayne, uh, you've got a military-related story. We're going to talk about what's going on in Iraq to the Iraqis as a result of some of the things the military's been doing beyond just the uh, the direct uh, results of bombing and shooting people, beyond those sorts of uh, moves by the military. We'll touch on that here in a moment, but you can take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything. So let's go to Mark in Indianapolis. You're on Free Talk Live. Mark. Hey, what's going on, guys? What's on your mind? 
Oh, not much. Oh, I don't mean to change the mode of the, uh, like the show, the topic, but I want to go back to like property rights because you guys have been talking about this the last several days. Mm-hmm. Go for it. Okay. Um. Yeah. Let's take a minute. I just want to. What I'm kind of um seeing, what I see is like there's two kinds of systems, and everything else is pretty much arbitrary or uh, subjective. There's a communal or communist system and a, pr- a free, completely free market like laissez-faire system, right? Okay. Okay. Um, first off, you know, like if someone wants to move into already existing communal society, there would be no private property and no privacy where everyone shares everything, right? Um, the se- second off, there's Marx's version of the uh, communal society where um, people fight the already existing capital system. And this is done by, you know, um, having the government abolish all forms of private property, homes, land, items, firearms, everything. Mm-hmm. And then it's confiscated by the government. Uh, under economically, under you know, like socialism, government uh, takes control. They own the means of production, and they can do this, you know, slowly, kind of like in our government with uh, a progressive taxation system or uh, just regulation over businesses. Mm-hmm. And then there's the um, like the, the massive redistribution of wealth from the rich to the poor. And then somehow I don't understand how they see this, but all uh, property can be equally distributed to all people. And there's like a notion of a total equality. Then the government can somehow wither away where there's a dictatorship of the proletariat, right? Yeah, that ne- that part, for some reason, never actually happens. Yeah, well, the whole system's flawed. But then in the sure. other, the complete other side, you got the free market system, um, where uh, all property, like land, roads, beaches, water, ev- completely everything, is privately owned. And it's um, a lot of it's all, it can be owned by means of a contract. And if any like, conflict in the contract arises with two or more parties... Uh, like a third-party mediator, private arbitration business could come in and resolve the conflict. That's correct. Um, the only thing wrong with that is that, like, if the uh, but and this all could be resolved in a free market system, is if the defendant chooses not to comply with the arbitration business decision, uh, like a plaintiff can then give a kind of like a rating of them in a consumer social aspect, like yes, the eBay a, system, a reputation rating or something like that. Yes. Right. I, I just see everything in one of those two systems. Anything else is just someone's opinion. You know. Thanks for the clarification, Mark. Appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. So, you know, those are definitely two opposite sides of the coin. Um, I know which direction I want to head towards. You can take control of the airwaves. We'll talk a little bit more. Again, what's going on in Iraq? There are some allegations about depleted uranium, possibly causing some people to get sick. And then we'll bring you some uh, allegations about sickness from members of the military who were injected with who the hell knows what. They don't know, but they were injected with it. We'll tell you what happened to them on the way. You can bring up anything. It's Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control toll-free, 800-259-9231. The Sickle CAI toll-free line for you. Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us online. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. The features on the site are totally free, including updates. You get signed up and we'll clue you in whenever you need to know something new about the show. Get on the list at updates.freetalklive.com. That's updates.freetalklive.com. Do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? SACL CAI does collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep those clients, too. SACL CAI. Check out their banner at freetalklive.com. 
or call 800-544-6359. Do business with businesses that support Free Talk Live. Now, we've been talking about the military a bit so far in this show, and it was pointed out by Frank in New York that when you join the military, you're essentially giving up all of your freedoms. Um, you, you will be allowed to have whatever freedoms the military wants you to have. That's pretty much the deal. They can do almost anything they want to you, and you have to put up with it. And as we've seen, they'll, uh, they'll even be de- deceptive to you to make you do things that you may not necessarily want to do. And it's just a mess of an organization. But it's one thing to talk about what happens to the soldiers that join the military. It's another thing to talk about the victims of military action that didn't consent to any of this. The ones that, uh, like over in Iraq, the people that are being bombed and shot at. Wayne, what's going on? Well, the Iraqis are blaming the U.S. depleted uranium for a surge in cancer in Iraq. Mm. Uh, Monday, Iraq's environment minister blamed the use of depleted uranium weapons by U.S. forces during the 2003 Operation Shock and Awe for the current surge in cancer cases across the country. As a result of at least 350 sites in Iraq being contaminated during bombing with depleted uranium weapons, Nurman uh, Othman says the nation is facing about 140,000 cases of cancer with 7,000 to 8,000 new ones registered each year. That's a lot. That's a lot. Speaking at a ministerial meeting uh, at the Urban or the Arab League, rather, she also complained that many chemical plants and oil facilities had been destroyed during the two military campaigns since the 1990s, but the ecological consequences remain unclear. Mm. So it's common sense. If you blow up a chemical plant, <laughs> you're spewing this stuff all over the place for miles. It drifts for miles and miles. Sure. What's that going to do? That's, that also can kill people. And so I'm sure that a lot of this is not even documented. Now, what's the, now depleted uranium, for somebody that's brand new to this, Wayne, what is it? Why do they allegedly use it? Because the military is going to tell you it's safe. It's depleted, they're going to say. It, it's, it's no it's, longer radioactive. It's depleted. It's, it's radioactive at a lower level than, uh, than a weapon or, or for a nuclear power plant. But right. it makes the weapon very, very dense, the shell very, very dense, so it can penetrate uh, bunkers and tanks. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. Uh, but if common sense tells you, I don't care right. what the so-called experts say, it can't be good for you, George. Right. It's not. It's, it's probably not the most um, at its most dangerous when it's in the form of a, a round. You know, right. And it's, it's when it's fired that uh, like vaporizes or something. Well, right? it, I don't know that um, it vaporizes, but I mean, I think anybody can probably imagine that bits of a bullet. Are right. fragmented off when it hits. Um, you know, uranium or a probably, bomb. They had a bomb going that off. That too. Um, you know, when when these things hit, bits of them fly off. If you're around when you're, these things are being fired, it's not good for you. Right. Well, from what I have understood, and I have not done deep research into this, but from my basic understanding is that when these rounds are fired and these bombs go off, there are you know, microscopic levels of, uh, as far as particles, you mm-hmm. know, parts per million of this DU that sort of sits in the air. And if you are around, you are inevitably breathing the stuff into your lungs. Sure. What else would you be doing? Yeah. Right. It's probably even worse when it strikes something and shatters. But even firing it, I'm sure, mm-hmm. you're going to have residue of it in your gun or, your, or your, whatever you're firing. And I imagine when it gets to a certain level of exposure within your body, your body can only expel so much of it that it's, at some point you're going to get sick, whether it's this year or 20 years from now. Right. And it's not just the Iraqi people that are going to be getting sick. It's inevitably going to be uh, many of the uh, U.S. soldiers yeah. that are going to be getting sick. And, of course, it'll uh, once Some again, are already complaining about it. Yeah. yeah, right. And, of course, the Army's going to blow it off or the military's going to blow it off. And they're going to say, well... They blew off Gulf War Syndrome. Sure. And now they're having to pay for it. Well, maybe they'll just label them as, uh, what was the term earlier? <laughs> the, uh, pre-existing condition yeah, or pre-existing. personality disorder. Mm-hmm. 
Here's another one for you. Claremont County, Ohio, Target 5 has discovered that an alarming number of U.S. troops are having severe reactions to some of the vaccines they receive in preparation for going overseas. An unidentified military health officer who fears for his job said, this is the worst cover-up in the history of the military. A shot from a syringe is leaving some U.S. servicemen and women on the brink of death. The health officer said, quote, when the issue, I believe, of the use of the vaccine comes out, I believe it will make the Walter Reed scandal pale in comparison. Lance Corporal David Fay, who's 20, has dialysis three days a week. His kidneys are failing. His military career is over. And he feels like his country abandoned him. He says, I can't look at my old pictures. I really can't. I start looking at them and I start crying. Fay grew up amid the farm fields of uh, Claremont County. He says, I never missed a day at school. I was never sick. Never sick. A passion for sports and a sense of patriotism prompted the Blanchester High School athlete to join the Marines the day he turned 18. He said he looked at the Marine Corps because they were the few and the proud. Said he loved every minute when he was in boot camp and combat training. But on November 8th or November 28th, 2005, his life would change forever. Faye was one of a group of Marines who lined up for an undisclosed shot. Now, the story starts out by talking about this as though it was uh, simply, you know, a vaccine. But they didn't tell the troops what it was they were getting. They just said, line up, boys. You're getting a shot. An experimental shot. Quote, they asked us our name. We stood on these yellow footprints, and they gave us this shot. And we got the rest of the day off, he recalled. Mm. After that shot, I started swelling up. I gained 30 pounds of water. My eyes swelled up where I couldn't see. I started snoring, and I developed a rash on my hand. Three weeks later, Faye was back in Claremont County on his deathbed at Clinton Memorial Hospital. His kidneys were failing, and his body was so swollen that it left stretch marks. Faye's mm. mother, Cindy, said uh, she said she would pray a lot and when, I couldn't, uh, when I couldn't hug my son because he would scream in pain or yell at me for touching him. Uh, she used to pray to have God just take him tonight. Because he was in so much pain. Cindy Fay began poring over medical records in search of answers. She said the shot was never listed in her son's medical records. The military claimed he never received it. So who it didn't do you, happen. Who do you believe in this case? Hmm? The 20-year-old who's had a healthy life all the way up until the point at which he claims the military gave him a shot? Who's now plumped up like a ballpark Frank? Or do you believe the military brass who claim... What? What shot? Shot? No, we never don't. Oh, shot. What are you talking about? There's nothing in his records. Clearly, we didn't give him a shot. It's classified. But as Target 5 discovered, the military story would change. The Department of Defense stated that, quote, all service members' vaccinations are documented in the individual's permanent medical record. But Faye's military medical records revealed no shot on that day. Another Marine in Faye's unit told Target 5 that there's no shot listed in his medical records either and also said that the people who administered the shot never told his unit what it was. So now you have at least two Marines saying they got the shot. When Cindy Faye called the U.S. Marine Hospital in Palms to find out what kind of vaccine her her son was given, she was told that information was confidential. Eleven months later, her son's medical records were mysteriously changed with a handwritten notation indicating that the mystery, uh, mystery shot was just a flu vaccine. The military official who spoke to Target 5 on the condition of anonymity said it wasn't surprising that nothing appeared in originally in Faye's records. He says, we have a lovely term for that. We call it CYA. Stands for cover your ass. Uh, and he says that's unfortunately a standard operating procedure in the military. So they're claiming this is a flu vaccine. That's right. But uh, they didn't have a uh, – they didn't note that he had been given a flu vaccine immediately. That's correct. They just came was, back later and said after he um, – after it looks like they're uh, 
what shot? What shot? Story is going to fall apart. Right. That now they have to have, hmm, he must have gotten a shot. I'll bet it was a flu vaccine, first, wasn't it? Right. First it was, um, we didn't give him anything. Second, it was, oh, that was uh, classified. Classified. And then third, a handwritten notation in his file saying it was a flu vaccine. Yeah, because even old people get flu vaccines. They're perfectly safe. Uh, look, I, I've had two flu vaccines in my life, and it was the sickest I've ever been those two times. The sickest I've ever been. Uh, temperatures of 103. There's more on this story here. 800-259-9231. If you were in the military and you encountered any of this, you want to share your story, feel free at 800-259-9231. You essentially, when you sign up to the, uh, to join the military, regardless of the branch you're in, you are signing up to be a guinea pig, should they want you to be. And is that something you really want to do with your life? Just submit yourself to the whims of bureaucrats? More on the way. Unaccountable bureaucrats. Three Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and there went our music bed. Not sure why. Hope we're still connected to the network. It looks as though we are. It is Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. We'll continue operating as though we are. There it goes. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. 1-800-259-9231. Joining us, uh, join us, rather, online on our website at freetalklive.com, where all the features are totally free. You want to help support the show then you can go and buy some stuff at the Free Talk Live store. Just go to store.freetalklive.com. Lots of great Free Talk Live branded merchandise and more. You'll find it all there at store.freetalklive.com. Talking about the military and how well they treat their troops. Well, no, they don't really treat them well at all. In fact, a lot of the things they claim aren't even necessarily true. They claim that, you know, they're going to take care of you for the rest of your life, but then they... They uh, get rid of 22,000-plus guys in the last six years on a uh, personality disorder discharge, which means they don't have to take care of them at all. And then you've got the story about this poor kid, in uh, this former Marine who's 20 years old, getting dialysis three times a week. He blew up to uh, he blew up thirty pound gained thirty pounds of water. His eyes swelled up. Uh, it got a rash on his hand after the military injected him with some mystery shot. The military claimed that it hadn't done it first. Then, when pressed, it claimed the shot was classified. Then later, claimed that it was just simply a flu shot. As we continue this young man's story here uh, from let's see, this is uh, believe uh, some TV station in Texas, I think. The military official who spoke to Target 5 on the condition of anonymity said this is standard operating procedure uh, as far as the you know, military not saying anything about what this was all about. And even if they did tell you what it was, it still wouldn't be subject to any punishment. They're the military. What are you going to do, sue them? Phase one of a growing number of U.S. servicemen and women who are getting sick after receiving vaccines. And the highly praised Democrat, or excuse me, Department of Defense medical officer who spoke with Target 5 said the number is up in the thousands. The symptoms range from joint aches and pains to arth- arthritic, arthritic symptoms to death. The Department of Defense said that it encourages health care workers and vaccine recipients to report adverse reactions and events. But the military never reported phase reaction to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention and the FDA. Quote, I see the way the propaganda and information war is waged against American sons and daughters and how patients are treated who claim to be injured from a vaccine, said the unidentified military source. That's troubling. That should trouble America. The officer said those who have claimed to have had adverse reactions to shots are treated like it's all in their heads. 
Asked whether servicemen and women are receiving experimental vaccines, the officer said, I would hope to God not, but from what I've seen, I would have to say yes. The Department of Defense maintains that vaccines given to U.S. troops are safe. Meanwhile, Bay is still waiting for a kidney transplant. He says, my biggest wish is to just be able to get up and be without pain, to just get up and be happy again. Bay's mother's been in contact with some U.S. senator in an effort to receive some answers. The television station contacted his office, and here was his response. Quote, My office is in frequent communication with the Marine Corps and the family, and we've requested answers to the family's specific questions. I've also assisted Mr. Fay in receiving his VA benefits for health care, service-connected disability, and education assistance. His mother has been a strong advocate on his behalf, and I look forward to continuing working with her to resolve outstanding issues. It's imperative that everything possible is done to keep the brave men and women serving in our military safe. Well, unfortunately, if you are someone who is serving in the military... There's just not much you can do to keep safe uh, beyond not serve in the first place. Because if you join the military, anything can happen to you. Now, if you're in the Air Force and the Navy, you're probably a little more likely to be safe. Right. I mean, what are you going to do if, you know, just one day the, you wake up there and, I, I don't know, I'm imagining what it's like in the military. I don't know um, what everything's like. In the open bay dormitory, and uh, the sergeant says, all right, everybody up. We're going to get our vaccination, mm-hmm. and they line everybody up in the, uh, the the clinic there, the the infirmary unit or whatever, and they give you shots. It doesn't sound too out of the ordinary, but this guy had some severe reaction to whatever it was that was shot into him. We, I, they said it was a flu shot. Maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't. Who knows sure. what it was? And I imagine a lot of these young people that are joining the military aren't exactly too well versed on the nasty little history of the military doing things like this in the past. You know, this guy joined because he was excited about serving his country, so-called, and all the other uh, malarkey that they feed you in high school. And I doubt he was very aware of the awful things the military's done in the past. So if they told him that he was getting a vaccine, he probably just didn't think of anything of it. He probably trusted uh, the the people that he worked with. He probably trusted that uh, this was safe and this was just run-of-the-mill routine procedure. And no, you're you're putting your life on the line just by joining the military. Whether or not you even get sent to a country to you know die in the dirt somewhere may not you know that might even happen. You might. Blow up like this guy did. It's also very possible that this wasn't a run-of-the-mill standard vaccine. It was an experimental one. Right. And they like to they like to experiment with young, healthy people with these vaccines and some of these other chemicals uh, that they end up using in, in, in the medical system. So, you can bet the generals aren't going to get the shot. You bet. Right. Exactly. It's you uh, little privates and uh, the, the rest of you low-end workers in the military. You're the guinea pigs. I don't think the, they're really seen as people by the superiors. You gotta wonder about that. They're yeah. assets. Yeah. yeah. I mean expendable assets. They've they've been Very they've much. signed up and now they're they're just not as important um as regular people are. You know, it's funny how uh, just there's been this huge story about Michael Vick, the football player and involved with dog fighting. Mm-hmm. As, as heinous as that is, this is far worse. Absolutely. But and and despite what this politician said, the senator from the area that this guy comes from, so he's asked for some answers. That's all. There was a whole paragraph of a response that he gave this TV station talking about how, oh, they're working together with the mother and she's a strong advocate and blah, blah, blah. Mm. All he can do is ask for answers. He can't do anything else. So this kid is going to, you know, be in this sh- lousy shape, presumably for the rest of his life. And He's certainly is, never going to be tip-top shape again. Yeah, well, this is not the first one either. Nope. We, we're hearing about this one right now in this story, but there's been plenty of others. 
plenty the, of the them. unidentified source in the military says he's aware of probably thousands of them. Yeah, I've heard of them too. It's just tragic. It really is. Please, um, I you know, gotta deplore you. Please do not join the military if you're considering or implore you. I guess is the right word. Uh, if you're considering joining the military, g- just really, if you don't know what you want to do with your life, don't do that. Learn a trade. Right. It, pick something else, even if it's flipping burgers or something that you you know you think is an embarrassing job. It's better than putting your life on the line for nothing. Yeah. And becoming subject to who knows what sort of tests and procedures and rules and regulations. You don't know the rules when you join the military. Nobody reads that damn uh, military rule book that they have. You don't know what you're consenting to. And you know something? I think a lot of us would even consider uh, picking up arms to defend our country if we were really defending our country mm-hmm. and, and our, sov- our individual sovereignty and, and, and our, our whatever. But, you know, this is not for our real defense. Nope. And uh, nor would you have to join the military in order to effectively defend yourself either or defend your property. That's right. It's just tragic. Let's move on. Uh, take your phone calls about whatever you want. 800-259-9231. Of course, if you've got a military story, please share it with us. Let's go to Eric in Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live. Eric. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind? Ian, you pretty frequently said, or at least this is how I understand it, that whatever the market wants, the market gets, right? Um, generally. I mean, in the absence of government regulation... I don't think that's true. I think it's whatever's uh, economical the market gets. Okay. Give me an example. Because, uh, like, for example, I think that if you took a poll of the U.S., people in the U.S., you'd find that almost everyone wants cheap, efficient, long-range jetpacks. <laughs> and yet we don't have cheap, efficient, long-range jetpacks, despite the fact that almost the entire market wants it. Well, now, to be fair, though, um, we could very well have flying cars by now if it weren't for the pesky FAA getting in the way of uh, companies like Mueller Skycar. So... Technically, in the absence of government regulation, we may very well be on the cusp of. Obviously, you know there are certain requirements, certain caveats to go along with that statement. Technology has to be at a certain point, and uh, and yes, it does have to be economically feasible. But generally, you can get what you want from the marketplace, and we could have those flying cars if it weren't for the government. Yeah, but also all those anarchists are going to have machine guns strapped to them. Well, it just seems, though, that, I mean, you know, like I said, almost the entire market would want it, and yet no one's producing it, and no one's doing research into it either. And so that makes me think that, in fact, you know, the market doesn't get what it wants, and that worries me. Well, I'm not sure that um, these uh, cheap, uh, long-range uh, jetpacks that you're referring to would actually be legal, and I think that that's one of the problems. Is no, right. I, We're talking in an anarchist system, though. No, I mean, but you're talking about system. reality. No, no, you're, you're saying, saying those that don't the, exist the market now. has not yet provided, and the market um, is operating in our current legal system, yeah. so that's yeah. it's not fair right, to... where the FAA controls the skies. Right. Yeah, but like you said, the sky car, I mean, there's no comparable you know, jetpack. It's not like we're, it's sitting in some warehouse and no one can fly it just because the FAA says no. Well, it's because the the, the research hasn't been done. In, there are currently, Why do the research there are if you can't sell the jet packs. I mean, yeah. you, can, you can buy a jetpack if you have enough money. It's not cheap, but you can buy one. It, will it be long range? No. But how, is, how in the world is the market going to research making them longer range, cheaper, um, and efficient if they won't, the market won't even, or yeah, the, the laws won't them. allow us to have them? Thanks for the call, Eric. More on the way. Hour number two coming up. You take control <laughs> of the airwaves. Virtual child porn. Supreme Court in one of the states has ruled that it's the same as the real thing. That's a little scary. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. 
This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything toll-free. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are totally free, so do enjoy those on us. That, again, freetalklive.com as we launch here into our number two. Uh, We've got calls on the line. We're going to the phones. Let's talk to Sue. Ladies first, of course. Sue in Illinois, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Sue. Hi. Hi. Uh, who is this I'm talking to? Well, there's Ian and Mark and Wayne, and it's Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Uh, I'm really worried about the North American Union. We have to stop this now. Um, I don't know if your listeners know this. Um, do you know um, Alex Jones's website? Uh, we're familiar with Alex Jones, but this is Free Talk Live. It's a completely different radio show. Um, so well, Okay. You... But I, I want to I say something here. Um, Bush is planning on using our military to crack down on Canadian protesters uh, who are against the North American Union. This is horrible. We have to educate our troops now that the North American Union will wipe America out on our freedoms. They need to refuse to go to Canada to stop the protesters. Hmm. Well, this is news to me. I had not heard anything about this protest. When is this going on? Uh, in, uh, in August. August uh, 20th. 20th and the 21st. Mm-hmm. And what protest- makes you think? What makes you think that uh, the troops are going to refuse to follow those orders? Because the troops they, um, they, they routinely be, follow bad orders, ma'am. But they need to refuse to follow these orders because the North American Union destroys America. Well, they needed they to refuse. Them. Now, I'm just I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Okay, I agree with you. The North American Union, bad idea. Okay, I agree with you. But I'm just pointing out that they also needed to refuse the orders to go to Vietnam and refuse the orders to go to Korea and refuse the orders to go to Iraq and Afghanistan and and all of the other uh, places that the military has sent them over the years because well they swore an oath to uphold the Constitution and uh, the Constitution the founding fathers in this country made it pretty clear that we weren't supposed to have a standing you know standing military and uh, we certainly weren't supposed to go around trying to nation build and uh, invade other countries and that sort of thing but yet the troops go right ahead and they follow whatever orders they're given so i hate to tell you this but i don't think you're going to have very much success in convincing them to go up and and not uh, take part in this so we need to convince them please help me get the word out you have a radio station Please tell the American Sue, people to get. You know when when they when the troops are given orders, if they don't follow the orders, they'll be court-martialed, and, and can that I say scares them. Here? That scares can I, them. Can I can I interject something here? Uh-huh. That's when the American people need to rise up against this dictator we have in the White House and others. Now, um, I, I, I'm I'm concerned about the dictator part. Now, um, was Bill Clinton a dictator? Sue? No, because there was a little bit of checks and balances. In Congress, I'm telling you, we have to educate our troops to not go up there and stop the protest. Well, then, Who Sue, save America? Uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm convinced. I'm almost convinced that America's unsavable. Um, now, uh, the, the the question I have for you is: Now, Bush is he's the Antichrist. He's the bad one. Bill Clinton wasn't quite so bad. Now, um, what's going to happen on January the twentieth, two thousand nine, when Bush is out of office, supposedly? You don't understand. We're not going to get him out of office. He's going to he's going to be a military dictator. Well, maybe they'll implement the the North American Union by then, Mark, and uh, and abolish the whole. They would have a heck of a time getting that thing in place. I mean, governments move very very slowly. I can't imagine that they would implement this North American Union without a great deal of wrangling. um, Are you kidding me? They're aggressive about it. Yeah. Can I say something? 
something here. You, you, you said You've been plenty, saying Sue. things. Go ahead. Most Americans don't even know about the North American Union, much less know that it will destroy America. Did they a don't lot even of, know about it. Did a lot of Europeans know about the European Union when it went in place? I don't know. Yes, is the answer. I mean, I knew that it was going in place, it was voted on, and all that other stuff. I can't imagine that they would just pop us into this. I, I really think that the North American Union thing's a ruse to uh, get us thinking about stuff that they're never going to do and uh, keep our eye really? off the ball, which is um, this, the this, growing of this particular government right here. The Security and Prosperity Partnership's a real government program. I mean, that's But Congress real. doesn't know anything the about North, it. The North American Union know. Agreement is real. It's for real. And yeah. it's happening right before our eyes. Now, and, would and you agree, has... though, Sue, that America's already been destroyed as far as, you know, what the government has done to it? I mean, you're just talking about a detail. You're just talking about them, you know, combining the country with other countries. I mean, America, the America that we once knew as far as an America where there was some semblance of, of liberty, um, that's effectively been destroyed. But this is not just about combining us with two other countries. This is about destroying our sovereignty, destroying America, and destroying our Constitution and freedoms. This will totally wipe out America. Well, so, I and think... we, need to, we need to educate our troops to that fact. Here's the problem so I have. They refuse to go. And, and, when they, and when our government, fascist government, President Mark Court-Marshall, that's when we civilians need to rise up and raise holy hell. That's right. The problem I have with this is the only way the American people are even going to, uh, when this is sprung on on the masses and, and, it, and they become aware of it, I think it, it, it has to be precipitated by some kind of crisis, whether it's a financial crisis or who knows Look what. Look at the dollar. It's dropping. Right. Let's replace it with the Amero. That'll be the sell, selling point. Yeah, I, no, I can see you're that. You're right. That's exactly it, what they're going to do. They're going to purposely... Purposely collapse our dollar to force us on the mirror. You're going to force us on the North American Union. I, right. I think the dollar is going to collapse without their help. And when the idea was first introduced in Europe, it was mainly introduced as a trading block type thing for trade. And then, of course, when it was instituted, it had the currency and everything. So it was much bigger than what the people of Europe thought. Mm -hmm. And the people recently that I know who have gone to Europe to travel who have talked to, to people in Italy and in France and different countries, are really upset about using the euro. They want to go back to their own currency. In fact, in some of these countries, they're using their old currencies as black market currency. Really? Yeah, like lira are still circulating in, mm -hmm. in the streets of Italy. Well, Sue, I, I really, I, you know, I, I see where you're coming from, and right. I share your concerns to some extent. I would love to get America back to a state of liberty to where we, you know, I personally would like to abolish the federal government. I think that, uh, you know, the more centralized power is, the more dangerous it is, and the worse off we are. Um, so I definitely feel your pain on this one. It's just that I don't think you're going to have any success whatsoever in convincing the military members right. to stop, uh, so, stop obeying that's orders. The, that's the chink in we your plan, to, Sue. Listen to me. You can't, Sue. We have to and convince them. Good no, luck, no, okay? Sue, that's the chink in your plan. To convince the military to go against orders is where your plan is going to fail. You need a new plan, one that's going to work better. How? Because the military is going to do what they're ordered to do. Right. You they, can't show me one bit of evidence America, that they do haven't done do? that in the past. Sue, let me, let me, let me give you let me give me something. Does this mean they're going to destroy America? Oh, they won't know it's destroying traders? America. They'll just be following orders. They won't see the bigger picture. They're not watching the same news sources you are. They're not paying attention. You can't make them America. understand anything, Sue. Look, let me explain Very something so. to you. During the Hurricane Katrina aftermath, the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina down in the uh, the Gulf region, uh, down in uh, Mississippi and New Orleans and that area, there were National Guard members walking around armed, co uh, confiscating weapons from regular Americans. Right. And, and those National Guard members, we saw video footage, they said they were more than willing to shoot 
an American if he came around the corner holding a weapon or they felt threatened by an American. Your own military members are prepared to shoot people like you, Sue, if you stand up against them. So that's who you're dealing with. Those are the types of people you're going to try to convince to stop following their orders. I really wish you the best of luck, and thank you for the call. I mean, I, I'm sorry. I wish I could be more positive towards that. But these people, they have been taking orders and following them, and they've been doing it for years, and that's what they do best. They follow orders. And it's their excuse for, uh, I mean, it's the same excuse they used in the Nuremberg trials, or they tried to use. Uh, they're going to use here. They're going to say, well, we were just following orders. It's what the cops tell us when we ask them why they, you know, well, why were you taking uh, guns from people down in the, uh, the Hurricane Katrina aftermath? Well, it was just following orders. There's, that's not an excuse, but they're going to use it anyway. And you can't make them understand anything, Sue. You can certainly present them with information and hope that they'll have the courage to refuse the orders once they're given them. And, you know, to be fair, there may be a handful of troops that might all of a sudden develop a conscience and decide they don't want to be a part of this anymore, and they might defect and, you know, go AWOL or uh, refuse to participate. There have been a a couple of guys that have done that. I think Lieutenant Watada was one of them from Hawaii. Right. Uh, He's being court-martialed as a result. Dropping the bucket. Right. Yeah. But you know something, if, if that is indeed true and they go up there and they start shooting people, there, there's going to be a lot of outrage and it might actually lead to reform or illumination to what's happening. Well, we're presuming what she's saying is even the case. I mean, she probably heard it on some alternative media site. Maybe it's going to happen. Maybe it won't. Maybe the troops will be sent there. Maybe they won't. I mean, why would the military be sent in, the U.S. military realistically be sent into Canada to, you know, they deal have their with own the military. They can handle it. Right. 800, two, I mean, it's, it'd be more effective for them to ignore the protest than anything else. And or, a little hint, don't call in and mention other radio talk show hosts and, on our air. And have them, you can mention, a, it doesn't matter to me, whatever, it's not plug zone or anything. 800-259-9231, Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, it's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line for you, 800-259-9231, it's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com, all the features on the site we give away, including the wiki, over 1,375 pages created by listeners just like you. It's totally free, it's like the listener editable version of our website, head over to wiki.freetalklive.com to see what it's all about, wiki.com. FreeTalkLive.com. Opportunistic lawyers, judges, future ex-spouses, disgruntled ex-employees, and meddling bureaucrats. These people want your money, home, and car. What have you done to protect yourself? At KeepYourAssets.net, they are experts in sheltering your wealth. Go to KeepYourAssets.net and take their asset protection crash course today. They'll show you how to keep your assets. KeepYourAssets.net. Now, I want to address uh, just a few more thoughts that we were discussing during the break, and I thought it was important to bring it here. Um, We just got a call from Sue, who I actually don't believe was even listening to the show. I think she just calls up the Genesis Communications Network, uh, the network that carries our program, syndicates our program, Mm -hmm. and just talks to whoever happens to answer the phone. And that's fine. You know, we'll take whatever calls come in. Um, But she wanted us to help convince the troops that this North American Union is a bad thing, they need to resist the orders they're being given, refuse to follow the orders. And, Wayne, you mentioned during the break that there are a number of um, U.S. military members that listen to Free Talk Live. We know they've sent us emails. And presumably, if some are sending us emails, there are a large number that aren't sending emails and just listening to the show. They say 100 to 1. But from the ones that we've spoken to, from the ones that we've had on the show, 
we've read their emails. The message has pretty much been, yeah, guys, we I agree with you. You know, we agree that uh, this whole liberty thing's great idea, uh, but I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna quit the military over it. I'm not gonna risk a court martial. I'm not gonna risk time in a military brig over right. this. Look, I got eight more months and I'm out. Them and, or anybody else? Who's willing right. to go to jail for liberty? I mean, well, some it, people are. Some are, but very few. I wish more people would. I wish more people had that level of courage. And they and, know that and most people know that going to jail will accomplish very, very little. Right. Including the military people. Right. So I want to make it clear that, yes, we do have some level of influence with a, you know, a percentage of the people listening in the uh, people in the military, a very small percentage. But even though we've managed to maybe bring them on our side as far as uh, helping, under, helping them understand what liberty is all about, that doesn't mean that they're in a position where they feel comfortable taking action. And I don't blame them. Until you feel comfortable becoming an activist for liberty, please fly under the radar. I did it for a long time in my life, and then I finally decided it was time to step out and be seen and take a stand. Just because it was time for me doesn't mean that same time is right for you. Everybody's got a certain point that they have to reach in their lives uh, where, and I think, you know, finding that sort of uh, level of personal liberty is a really important part of this. You have to liberate your mind very, you know, effectively before you can really, before you should take a public stand and advocate liberty publicly and, you know, make it known that this is who you are and this is what you stand for. Because if you haven't found your personal level of freedom yet, and I don't mean just in your mind, I also mean financially as well. Um, you have to be on a, a, a... For instance, you mentioned the people that get arrested, Mark. Uh, there are a couple people here in Keene, New Hampshire, where we do the show from, that I consider super activists. You know, they have the courage to go out and, and, uh, and get arrested. In fact... Actually, about a week ago, we mentioned, I told the story about how um, I was there when Lauren Canario was recently arrested at the IRS office. Lauren and Kat Canning were both arrested for standing in the IRS office simply holding signs. And I admire those women's courage. Um, I was right there. I tried to go up there with a camera, but they wouldn't allow me to. If I had kept trying to go up those stairs with that video camera, I would have been arrested too which would have meant that I wouldn't have been able to do my show that night, or who knows, maybe it would have been several days before I could do the show. And it's, you know, it's just, it makes more sense for me to be on this show than for me to get arrested along with those other activists. So I did what I could to cover the, the situation. I stood up there and watched when I wasn't allowed with the camera, et cetera, and so forth. My point being, if you aren't ready for, to make that stand, don't make it. Make sure your finances and your, uh, your bills are, are in order, your bills are paid, you've got things taken care of, and then when you finally feel comfortable and ready to step out uh, into the activism world, then do it. And so many of the people that are in the military that might hear the pleas of Sue, many of the people in the military, you know, they, they, they might understand, they might sympathize with her. And they might, you know, refuse to follow certain orders, maybe in the heat of battle, like if they were ordered to shoot Americans, they might refuse at that point. But, you know, most of the orders they are going to be given, they're going to follow because they just want to get out without a scratch, if they possibly can. 800-259-9231. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with flying under the radar until the time is right. And for most of the people in the military, the time is never right when they're in the military. Let's go to the phones. To the fun. You can take control of the airwaves. It's Joe in Montana listening on KGEZ. Hello, Joe. Joe dropped. Joe's gone. Let's go with Elias. Elias in Michigan. Elias? How do you pronounce that? Hello. What's your name? Elias. Elias. What's on your mind, Elias? 
Well, the big problem, and I'm sure you know, as you're talking about military, mm-hmm. and uh, this uh, person, Corey, they're, they're working on him. Who? They've arrested him. Who are you talking about? <laughs> he, he, he was, he claimed he was a deserter. Okay, so there's a military he member a that's... Deserter. Okay. He, 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 uh, he, uh, he worked on the film, A Loose Change. Okay. You ever hear of that one? Yeah, it's uh, it's a uh, yeah, conspiracy theory the, movie. He's one of the uh, persons who worked on that that the film. Okay, and they, they arrested finally came him. after him. Evidently, he's in jail. Huh. Well, well was he a deserter? Pardon? Was he a deserter? Oh yes. Okay. Oh, yeah, absolutely sure. That's what you know. That's what happens to these guys. But no, but, but you see, this is selective. What they're doing, you see, is picking out the ones that see they don't like the film. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know how many deserters they have. I can't imagine there are that many of them. They probably have thousands of them, but see, they aren't doing anything about them. They're picking out ones that they that are they perceive as their political enemies. Well, that's why you have to make sure you've got your S together before you stand up and become an activist, because you will well, he, be targeted. He, he joined. He joined before. He joined before uh, seven and nine eleven. Uh huh. He joined before. He was in Afghanistan. And he was also in uh, in uh, Iraq and probably other places, and he turned against it. That's See? good. I applaud. I applaud his courage now in that particular they, case. I understand they they came and got him Monday. And, and this is uh, the military member Corey, the Pardon? one of the guys yeah, behind the uh, conspiracy name, right. movie. He's one of the uh, the. Um, yes, we know who we're aware of, that of who film. he is. Pardon? Yes, I, I feel bad for the guy, you know. He joined the military, and uh, then he stood up and spoke out, and they targeted him. And that's what happens. Well, that's no, what he they left. Do. He, didn't, he didn't get... <laughs> he wasn't discharged. I understand okay, but that. that. But you see, this, the, the problem is even bigger than that. Because there evidently are thousands. But aside from that, 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 have, that have left, mm-hmm. or just <laughs> didn't go back. They got over here, and they didn't go back. That's good. I wish there were more than thousands. I wish there were hundreds of thousands. See, they're not doing anything about them, as I said. Well, you don't they know that. They aren't bothering with them. Okay, you don't know, know that. that. You've only found this out because... That's a fact. You don't know because you aren't a part of the uh, military's investigative no, see, team. Lot, you don't know how many open cases you, you what have. What they do with that is they just give them a, a downgraded discharge, send it to them, and say, that's that. Maybe so. See? But your point, I mean, I understand your point, and that is that if you stand up as a former member of the military or a but member who's, uh, who's a gone away, thank you for the call. We appreciate it. They're going to target you. That's how it works. It's Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You bring up whatever you want. Toll free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. 800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, we give them away. So do enjoy those on us. That again, freetalklive.com. Also, you need to know that as the dollar continues to drop, precious metals rise. Make the trend your friend by subscribing to the International Speculator. Go to D2Z.org and add the right precious metal mining stocks to your portfolio. That's D2Z. 
dot org. And don't forget, you can get archives of the show for an entire year right there on the front page of our website, totally free, at freetalklive.com. Let's go to the phones, to the fun. Stefan in Oklahoma, you're on Free Talk Live. Stefan. Hey, guys, what's going on? Hey, what's on your mind? Hey, uh, I was listening to your guys' conversation earlier, and uh, you guys were talking about military members and not being able to do anything. And man, I, I'm in the military, too. I'm in the, uh, the Oklahoma National Guard. Okay. And I just want to say, man, you know, it's 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 a hard thing, man, because uh, you know when you're recruited, you're young and dumb. You know, you don't know anything about liberty or you know about liberty because you know the schools don't teach it. You know, it's, that's mm-hmm. just how it is. Sure, right. Unless and your parents man, are uh, libertarians, you're likely to not yeah. know about it. Yeah, you know, and unfortunately, my my parents are jingoistic neocons. You know, so I mean, it's it's uh it's a hard deal. You know, and then when you get in and and, and you question your worldview and you, you figure all this stuff out, you know, it's already too late and. You know, now I'm a programmer, and, and, and I'm actually, you know, contributing, you know, uh, to, to the free market now, or what what, less, what little of it we have left. And, uh, you know, if I were to, you know, go against uh, the orders or whatever, they're going to throw me in jail, you know. So, and I'm getting out in October, so, uh, you know, it's, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense yeah. to refuse orders. But, you know, there's a lot of guys, uh, especially in my unit, I, I can't speak for anybody else's unit, but in my unit, you know, we, we've talked about this kind of stuff because we see what's going on in the world, you know, and we're older now and we're not, we're not dumb. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we can't refuse to go to Iraq or go to, you know, Hurricane Katrina or something similar, but, you know, we can, we can fight little battles, you know, in other words, we can pick and choose our battles, you know, so Absolutely. if we know something's we wrong, to. it's, it's, it's our duty to not obey lawful orders. So, um, so, you know, something like that, I mean, that, that's disputable and, and, you know, we have a better chance of, of winning if, if if we actually go and then fight the smaller battles, you know, you know what I'm saying? Totally, and you absolutely so. should pick the battles that you feel comfortable fighting. And if if it's yeah, if it makes yeah. more sense to lay low and and again fly under the radar until October or whenever it is that you get out, that's what you should do. I mean, be yeah. safe, and get out, yeah, and, and know, be free. And it's you know it, it's not going to do anybody any good for me to sit in jail, you know, um, because I have a good job in the civilian world. And, and, you know, it's just not doing anybody good if I'm sitting in jail because then I really can't do anything. Yep. You know? There's so. a certain time and a place to, to stand and fight. And yeah. uh, for each individual, that time is different. I mean, for me, um, I, I took, took it a little bit earlier than I might have, maybe have liked to have, um, simply for the benefit of doing this show. I personally would have rather have waited until I moved to New Hampshire to really start up. Uh, yeah. And that's kind of yeah. what I did. I didn't do a lot of activism towards the end of my days in Florida. I had really kind of seriously cut back on the liberty activism just because I felt like I was spinning my wheel first and foremost, yeah. not, not just because I didn't want to be targeted, but because uh, any activism I did down in Florida, which seems just to be a waste of time and effort and money, and so I held yeah. out and uh, saved it all up for New Hampshire, and I think it was worth the wait. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, I, I had another thing to, to bring up, too. Sure. I got a letter from the uh, Ron Paul campaign, uh, okay. and uh, you know I agree with Ron Paul, and I, and I love you know his message, but... One thing in there was uh, was a little disheartening. It was uh, it was about his immigration. What he thinks about immigration. Yeah, he's pretty and, uh, disappointing on that issue. Yeah, yeah, you know. And, and if I could, I'd like to read just a small passage from this letter. Please, please. Know. Okay, it says uh, to to provide amnesty for these lawbreakers, which is is crazy, you know, <laughs> and make it easier for more to come here. It has been it has been estimated that the immigration proposals offered in the Senate would have legally admitted 60 million people over the next two decades. That is not immigration. It is an invasion. Oh, and geez. what's interesting about that is it is an invasion. It's underlined in ink. It's not printed. Somebody actually went through this letter and underlined it. <laughs> well, know, I must say, though, that Ron Paul's district 
in Florida is very close to the Mexican border. In Texas. In, in, in Texas. Texas, correct. Florida, Florida's not too close to the Mexican I'm, border. I'm sorry, you're right. <laughs> in Florida, I mean Texas, you're right. right. And, um, and so I think that maybe uh, there's some issues there with his constituents, but I think in the short run, with all the stuff that's going on and all the people around the world we've ticked off, I think there sometimes has to be a retrenchment. So I, I somewhat agree with him on that, but I think that you have to make it obvious that you're working towards something other than that. Well, I think that in, yeah. when it comes to Ron Paul, I, you know, he's a politician um, just like any other politician, except he's not just like any other politician. I agree with him more often than I agree with other politicians. And yeah. looking at the whole of Ron Paul, looking at him on all of the issues, you know, I'm with him on 95% or 98% uh, of, of the issues, whereas with every other politician, I'm with him on 0 to 1% of the issues. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a significant difference there. And, Mark, you're telling me that uh, we've got a more, a more of a firm date for Ron Paul to come on the show. I'm not going to announce when it's going to be. It probably will be a Saturday show, probably the first hour in the Saturday show, but I can't say which Saturday because it's silly because they've canceled on us a few times so far. I feel better about this one because originally when I had called, they had told me August, but August was two or three months away at that point. Um, And, you know, now it's August and this is essentially the same date that they had wanted originally. So it seems likely to me that he'll be there. You can count. Stefan, that we will address that issue with him. Because when I've heard him talk about it uh, on the debates, when I've heard him asked questions, like by the Google crowd when he was uh, doing the Google interview... He he first comes out sort of against immigration, but then he'll temper his statements by saying things like, well, if we had a freer market, then it wouldn't be as big of a deal. That's and right. so that's why I kind of think, I feel like he's pandering on this issue. And it's not right. something Ron Paul does very much, obviously, but I feel like he's pandering on it because he understands if he comes out against immigration, people are going to have a very visceral, or rather for immigration, people are going to have a visceral, emotional response right. and, and shut him out. And I think that um, likely he's, he's very correct, because if we had a freer market, we wouldn't have the uh, social welfare programs that we currently have that draw in so many, um, you know, people, freeloaders. But and, to be fair, yeah. he's not making yeah, those that, points in the fundraising letters. He's not touching yeah, on that at all. That's he, the thing. He didn't, you know, he touches on that in all of his debates and whatever, you know, stop stop providing, you know, welfare for these people to suck off of when they get here, you know, and their, and their kids as well and everything. So and birthright citizenship you know, and all that, really, that stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, that's why I was like, wow, this letter is, it just seems... Not like Ron Paul, you know, and I, I don't know if that's to, you know, to, to rally people to the cause or something. Or, yeah. Well, but, you know, uh, Penn Jillette said, um, you know, don't don't vote for the lesser of two evils because there's no real point. But I, I think Ron Paul is a is a different story here because, like you said, I mean, he, he's 98 percent agrees with what we're saying. You know what I yeah, mean? And he's the only candidate who really answers people's questions directly. Exactly. Even, even when he knows you might not agree with him. He still answers the question truthfully the yeah, way he yeah. fle- feels so. Right. People, Which is why it'll be, it'll be interesting when he comes on this show, because he's going to get questions he's probably not used to getting. Thanks for the call, yeah. Stefan. Appreciate hearing yeah. from you. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free lines. We're going to try Joe in Montana again, listening on KGEZ. Hello, Joe. Joe in Montana. Going once. Yep. He's here. There. Hello, Joe. Hey, how's it going? Great. What's on your mind? Well, uh, I was listening to you... Um, I listened to you before, and I uh, I just can't believe some of the things you say. It, it, it's like, where, where are you coming from, man? Is he, uh, what, what's the deal with Ron Paul and the immigration thing? What what don't you what what do you not agree with with Ron Paul's stance on the immigration thing? 
Well, again, we haven't really figured out what Ron Paul's stance is on on immigration. He's got sort of the public persona stance, this stance that he's sort of putting out there for most people to hear first and foremost. But when you dig a little deeper with Ron Paul, he starts to sound a little bit more like what we might want to hear on Free Talk Live. He starts saying things about, you know, getting rid of welfare and uh, and maybe then making it so that we can have more immigration freedom in this country. Um, so well, are you saying that these guys have come across the border uh, illegally, that, the, that they should just give, be given a free pass? Is that what true? I'm going to tell you is that the, the, the laws in regards to immigration in this country suck, and they need to go away. And that way, everyone that comes across the border will be legal. And we should get rid of welfare. How do you feel about that? Well, I feel great about getting rid of welfare because I, I own an excavation company, and, I, and uh, I, I'm, uh, I pay through the nose every damn day I operate. Well, you and, pay for uh, a lot of things, Joe. Um, now, the thing of it is, is my excavation company, i got to deal with these guys that bring up these Mexicans up here, and that ain't right. I want to know what's not right about it, and I'll, I'll bring you back. So hang on, Joe. 800-259-9231. What is not right about people coming here to make a better life for themselves? That's what I'd like to know. And maybe Joe can explain it. I hope he can. 800-259-9231. Because I could be wrong, I suppose. You know, maybe there is something wrong about coming and looking for a better life for yourself. Please explain. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. More with Joe coming up. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You bring up what you want. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. Sakel CAI. Toll-free line for you. That's 800-259-9231. Ian here with you. And Wade. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features there are totally free, so enjoy those on us. That again, freetalklive.com. Want to help support the show? Then become a Free Talk Live amplifier, like over 380 of our listeners have done for as little as 3 bucks a month. That's all we're asking for. It's completely voluntary. All the features on our website are free, so you send in that 3 bucks a month. We total it up with other people's contributions, and we use it to advertise, market, and promote Free Talk Live to get on more radio stations across the country and thereby spread the message of freedom and liberty as far and as wide as possible. Plus, you get perks like access to the Amp Only call-in lines, chat room, and forum, and more. All the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. Mark. Now, we had Joe on. Um, he's I on assume, hold. I assume he's still there. And I'd like Joe to respond to the statement, um, here in a free country, we should allow people to freely move across borders. I mean, free people should be able to move across borders without, I don't know, weird Nazi-esque checkpoints and all that sort of thing. Um, and showing huge, papers. Huge and regulations, that kind of thing. I, I would paying also, fees, I would quotas. Also, yeah, I, you know, I would also uh, point out that um, free people... Don't get a free ride from the government. There's no sure. such, you know, when it comes to welfare, um, when it comes to public schools, when it comes to uh, hospitals having to provide emergency room services, these things don't occur for free people. These um, occur to indentured servants that belong to the government. Let's go back to Joe in Montana listening on KGEZ. Joe. Joe, are you there? Joe going once? Joe in Montana? Joe. Joe. Joe's gone. What a oh, shame. Man. Are you there? There hey, he Joe, is. Joe, there he is. Thank goodness. How unusual. No, no, I'm right here, buddy. Very good. So did you <laughs> hear what Mark is, said? Is, uh, I don't have any problem with somebody wanting to uh, better their life by coming here, but by God, they've got to they gotta do it uh, uh, legally. No, why? The laws suck, Joe. The laws are well, you awful. Know why? Well, what, do we want the North American Union that you guys uh, say is a conspiracy theory? I, 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 I didn't say that was a conspiracy theory. Now, hold on, theory. Joe. I, let's, let, we'll talk about the North American Union. We can do that um, at some other time. But right now I want to talk about immigration, and uh, let's not get off track. Now, you said it's about the laws, and I'd like to ask you um, a couple of questions. 
Um, now, it was law when we uh, took the uh, Japanese Americans and interred them during World War II. It was law when the uh, Nazis gassed the, um, the the Jews. I mean, that that was legal oh, and good. Come on. Uh, hold on, I'm, I'm only I'm only pointing out what these laws are. Um, now, you know, when when we kill the Indians, uh, you know, and, and massacre after massacre, these were laws. When they take away your guns, um, these states like New York, California, Illinois, that intend to take away the guns of uh, God-fearing uh, Americans, these are laws. Now, are these laws good? Absolutely not. Okay. But, but, now, do know, good my, people... My grandparents immigrated do here. Do good they, people... They, they had to come and they had to assimilate here. They we didn't, didn't have here. any real immigration laws in this country till 1923. So, likely, your grandparents came across, came over in a boat, got uh, checked for um, inoculations, watched for three days, right. and then had That's their right. last name screwed up and sent in. Now, to compare what happened to your grandparents to this travesty that we're doing to immigrants um, in this free nation now, uh, is, is well, it's really not well. entirely fair. Now, I'd like to ask you the question, do good people disobey bad laws? Well, good people, absolutely. Bad laws are uh, absolutely. But Great. The, the now, is here. now, do you think minute. now you're arguing for the goodness or badness of this law? Now, you're saying it's illegal as though that means something, but it doesn't. Well, now, I would here's argue that thing, it's a bad now. law. You can argue that it's a good law, but we're not talking about li- legal and illegal anymore. We should also well, we address the... Ma- we need to maybe make some changes on those laws, but let me tell you something. My grandparents, when they came here, they sure as hell didn't come here and say, um, uh, you know, we're going to take it back and, uh, you know, La Raza and all this kind of crap like that that I hear. You know, I like to say, try coming up here and doing that, pal. I, I, I you know, totally agree with you that um, people that want to come here and, and change our political system, some, um, you know, and return it to the Mexico or anything like that, here, that, these people the are, front door, that these people are bad. The but I would say that largely they're fringe and the right, only you're reason... you percentage of a percentage. only reason they get any kind of credence whatsoever is because there's such a large amount of hate against Mexican immigrants in general. Right, most I mean, if you no. hate somebody, likely they will hate you back. You know what? They will learn the language after two or three generations. That's the first a fact. generation doesn't always because they're it's just hard. overwhelmed uh, trying to get you. work and trying to survive. So after Look, a few generations, know, they will. I got nothing against nothing against the Mexican people. I, I know lots of them. I, I worked down in a uh, down in the Reno area through the nineties, and uh, they were great people. And right. I have not, no no problems with whatsoever with somebody's skin color or anything like that. But uh, you know, you got to... If, if, try doing that to Mexico. Try try going in their country and, and see what you get. Look, I That's don't want okay. to be compared to there. some banana republic out there. I do not want America we, to be if, somehow if, be if slightly just, better than a banana republic. I want it to be let, the land of the free, Joe. We kind of let them all come in. We're going to be a goddamn banana republic. Uh, why? Oh, Joe. I, you know, I don't know why I'm even why I'm even bothering. Well, you know, I, I heard you say about your amplifier thing, like 365 uh, of your listeners. I think that's all you got for listeners. Oh, as far come as that on, one that's guy that calls that, that guy that calls uh, uh, with a love thing, brother North American. Oh my God, he uh, he gets on these all these national shows and gives Montana a real bad name. Goodbye, you know, now. Joe. Hey, did, he's hung up. All right, that's fine. Uh, it's fine if you don't want to address the issues. It's fine if you don't want to have a conversation about this because you know it's an important issue 
And whether or not you want to talk about it, Joe, that's fine. There are people listening who are concerned, and they've been uh, misinformed by their forwarded emails that they've read from people that hate Mexicans, and they've gotten bad information. And I don't believe that Joe's a bad guy. I believe him when he says he likes Mexicans. I believe him when he says he's known some good ones. And the fact is, most of them are good people. The ones that are coming here are looking for a better life for themselves. I don't want to go to Mexico because life is worse there. The reason why they want to come here is because life is better in America than it is down there. The reason that life sucks in Mexico is the Mexican government, not the Mexican people. Exactly. Now, they're not going to come here and make this country worse. They didn't come to the land of the free and the home of the brave in order to turn it into Mexico. They left Mexico for a reason. No more than any other immigrant has ever come to this country with the intent of destroying it. I'm pretty sure most of them don't even bother voting when they get here. I mean, there may be some immigrants that did that, but I mean, largely the immigrant group. I should and say. again, to jump back and to say that, well, you need to go through the process. The laws need to be followed. Blah blah blah. Every American, every American citizen picks and chooses the laws that he or she wishes to follow. They, they do. I mean, they don't follow all. Most people speed, for instance, is a great example of one of the laws that most Americans have absolutely no respect for. And so to suggest that these people should jump through all these bureaucratic hoops that are put in front of them in this uh, immigration bureaucracy really shows to me, people that say that, shows me that they don't know a damn thing about what those hoops are. They don't know how onerous they are. They don't know how oppressive they are. They don't know how restrictive they are. And We're how talking, few resources these people likely right. have that are trying to uh, you know, go through these steps. It you know? requires thousands of dollars to pay in fees. It requires hours upon hours of paperwork that you have to fill out, you usually need to hire an immigration lawyer just to get the paperwork done correctly. If you don't mm-hmm. cross the right T's and dot the right I's, they'll throw it out. You have to start all over again. Not only does it take a lot of time and effort, it takes a long time for the stuff to get processed. We're talking about a decade. We're talking about years of your life just sitting out in limbo. You're living in this awful hellhole of a country and you have to sit and wait until some bureaucrat sitting in Washington, D.C. puts a rubber stamp on your application and allows you to come in under, of course, a bunch of restrictions and a bunch of rules and regulations. You're not free as soon as you get here. There's more paperwork to do if you can even make it here in the first place. And the history of the quotas and the immigration rules in this country is despicable in uh, world, in the times of World War II, actually, just I think it was just before World War II, they were sending Germans over here. There was a uh, German boat that came over here. Full. Of, what was it called? The uh, it was called like the. Um Oh, I don't it, know what you're referring some to. Some sort of they, 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 there was a sort of a term for it. I don't remember. I'll have to pull it up. But anyways, like some, the something cruise, and it was a a, a German ship uh, full of Jewish people that mm. had come to America because you know what they heard something. They heard something about America being a place where they could come to and they could be free. They could be free of this rising tyranny that was uh, taking over their country, that was uh, having their countrymen stolen away in the middle of the night. They wanted to get the hell away from that. And what happened when they got here to America? They were sent back. They were turned away. Mm. They were turned away because work, our quotas had been met. We've had enough Germans coming here this year. Sorry, try again later. Right. So, um, you know, we turned away not just this boatload, but uh, lots of people who tried yep. um, to uh, file paperwork to come to America. Rejected. The reason that they created Israel was because nobody wanted the Jews, and they had to have some place to go. You know, so they say that uh, that Hitler was responsible for killing all the Jews, and if we hadn't gone to World War II, how terrible it would have been, and la, la, la. Well... 
the United States was responsible for not Killing allowing Jews. yeah not allowing those Jews to immigrate over here. Yeah, we could have opened our borders, opened our arms, and said, "Please come here, bring your uh, bring your talents, bring your skills." Bring and your- no one yeah no one would argue that the uh, that that the Jewish people are uh, lacking in talents and skills. Man, they right. they have come over here and they've done some great things. In this but country. apparently they were lacking in the correct paperwork, Mark. Yeah, and well. that prevented them from coming here and enjoying a better life. In fact, it sent them to their deaths. So that's what your immigration policies and your rules and regulations get you. 800-259-9231. Who can support this? Really? Who can look at all of that information and evidence and still support immigration quotas, rules, regulations, and bureaucracy? Hour three's on the way. It's Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231 as we're launching into hour number three. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, totally free, so enjoy those on us. That again, freetalklive.com. I found the name of the uh, the ship that I was looking for last hour. We were talking about immigration and all of the rules and regulations and the because everybody that's in favor of uh, restrictions on immigration Immigration says, you know, I don't have a problem with immigration. I just want them to do it legally. But these people don't understand what that means. They don't understand that it means quotas and it means waiting sometimes for years upon years. In fact, every time for years, many times longer than that because they'll screw up the paperwork or they'll lose the paperwork and then they have to start over from scratch. And it means thousands of dollars in fees being paid to the bureaucrats and government and It also means that the people that urgently need to come here, for whatever reason, are refused. Right. And let me give you an example. This is from an excellent article. It's a two-part article at the Future of Freedom Foundation. Their website is fff.org. It's by uh, Jacob Hornberger. And it's a very two-part article. It's very long. The article is about why Germans supported Hitler, and he really goes into some interesting history um, as to you know how how could it be that the German people could be so uh, you know how could their eyes be closed to uh, the awfulness of this man, right? How could some um, some of the best educated uh, people of their time? Fall prey to a man like Hitler. Well, believe it or not, I mean, the short version of the article is essentially very similar and strikingly similar to what we've got going on in this country today. You've got people in this country that believe in a certain administration. They believe in the principles uh, you know, that government can work so long as the right people are in charge. I disagree with that, of course. I don't think government can ever work. It doesn't matter who's in charge of it. And that's been proven over the years. But the fact is, the people who are raised and inculcated and indoctrinated by the government are raised to believe that government is good and government is right. And what government does, they do for a reason. And that reason must be to help you out, right? That, the reasons must be to help the country. And so when Hitler was coming to power, he seemingly did it by legal means. He seemed to be a, you know, a legal guy. He wasn't 
gassing the Jews in front of everybody. That was going on in secret. So, you know, all of these things that he did, they, you know, they, they were told that there were scary communists coming in and there was this, you know, threat of communism and, you know, he, he needed to take away some liberties in order to fight the communists and, you know, then they burned the Reichstag and, uh, you know, that was uh, supposedly done by the communist terrorists when in fact it was actually done by Hitler, but nobody knew that. And so all they knew was what they were being told by government. They didn't have this wonderful internet that they could go to and research the history of government's tyranny over uh, over its people. They didn't have the wealth of knowledge that we have today. And the fact that we have this wealth of knowledge today it makes it even more scary that we're repeating history, that people in this country still haven't learned the fact that government is dangerous, that government is a bad organization at its core. And so that's what we've got going on today. It's very similar to what happened in, the, in Germany. No, people aren't being gassed yet, at least not that we know of. Um, they didn't know it back then. They didn't realize what was going on. They thought this guy was just another politician with a good plan and, you know, all right, protect us from the commies. That's what they thought. Similar to how many people think, protect us from the Muslims, protect us from the immigrants, protect us from the smokers, protect us from the, you fill in the blank, right? That's what's going on today. Anyway, here's the excerpt. For example, when Hitler offered to let German Jews leave Germany, can you believe that? He offered to let them leave. He opened the door and said, go ahead, get out of here. The U.S. government used immigration controls to keep them from immigrating here. In fact, as Arthur D. Morse pointed out in his book, While Six Million Died, A Chronicle of American Apathy, five days after Kristallnacht, which occurred in November of 1938 at a White House press conference, a reporter asked Roosevelt, quote, Would you recommend a relaxation of our immigration restrictions so that the Jewish refugees could be received in this country? The president replied, This is not in contemplation. We have the quota system. Let's also well, not for- bureaucrats, you know, um, from on all the way to the top. They love their numbers and they love their little system. Yep, they love and their rules. If those systems crush people, if they cause people to be gassed in chambers, well, we had our numbers. They it didn't have important. to see it. They didn't see it happen. So you know, whatever. And you know, uh, the other statistic that's really interesting is all those countries around Germany, including Germany who kept the best records on their citizens, like what religion mm-hmm. and so on, where they were born, were also those where the most people were killed. Because they could they identify could, who's they could, who. They could target them easier. Mm. Correct. Uh, let's also not forget the infamous 1939 Voyage of the Damned. That's what I was trying to think of last hour. Voyage of the Damned, in which U.S. officials refused to permit German Jews to disembark at Miami Harbor from the German ship, the SS St. Louis, knowing they would be returned to Hitler's clutches in Nazi Germany. Let's go to the phones. You can take control of the airwaves. Talk to Daryl in Montana, listening on KGEZ. Hello, Daryl. Hey, how's it going? Great. Good, What's on your mind? Hey, Daryl. Well, the only problem with your last analogy with Hitler is you 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 forgot to mention the fact of what the Jew of what the Jewish people actually did to the German people from a financial perspective. What did they do? Um, basically, they were the bankers at that time, and they pretty much pretty much owned the German economy. You know, that's what not really are you true. Talking about? Um, most bankers, most of the world bankers are Dutch, and the Jews were pretty much vilified. Right. They were perhaps pawn shop operators where you could go and trade something in and get some money that way but to suggest no, that to think that the Jews were um, somehow this uh, you know that they were the bankers I mean that's a pretty high uh, spot right. in society well, the Jews were not that in Germany even if it were true to suggest that the millions of Jews were all bankers I mean give me a break that How isn't what I, that is not what I said so don't put words in my mouth okay you said the Jews were bankers sir I said the Jews, yeah, I said the Jews were bankers. I didn't say all of them. Did I put a number to it? No. 
Okay, you, you have to go back and look at, look through history and see that there's two sides to every coin. As far as the current immigration issue goes... Are you saying the fact that uh, Jewish people were bankers means that they should have been put in ovens, sir? Is that what you're suggesting? No, that is not what I'm saying. Go look up the What's history... What's the relevance of what you're saying, then? What's your point? Okay, look, the, the point with the immigration issue is, is, you know, a lot of American people had really good-paying jobs, okay? And I can speak from experience, because I was in drafting and design and documentation for many, many years, like 22 years, and... You know, it was getting harder and harder and harder for me to get a job because the immigration quotas allowed people from India and Korea and other places to come over here and get my job, which I was making, you know, thirty, forty, fifty dollars an hour to pay uh -huh. my consulting fee, to get my job for a third to a fourth of the price. Oh, so you don't so, like change and you don't like competition, right? You're a protectionist. Would that be the case? No, but how come I work 22 years and I, you know, make a good salary, and then all of a sudden someone can come over here and underbid me? Because you Hold don't on. own your job. I'll, I'll tell you why. Um, now, uh, you know, all the things that my partner is going to tell you are true, but let's look at this from a commodity standpoint. Um, you know, at at one point it was a little more difficult to get drafters than um, it is now. I mean, it was a it was a skill that was in uh, it was more scarce than it is currently. Um, today, now over in India, they've got schools that teach drafting. People want to come to America and and you know make as much money as they possibly can. Um, you know, drafting was a much more uh, it was it was it required more schooling, and those schools were in America. So as your commodity becomes um, there becomes a larger supply, then you know the price goes down. Now that's not a that's not no slight against you and you have not been hurt in in the uh, sense that no one has maliciously harmed you it's just that the dem demand for your commodity which is drafting has gone down same with IT what you need jobs. to do is upgrade your um, drafting skills and make right. yourself more but that, the, the commodity more scarce being almost an engineer and that didn't really make any difference it didn't make well, it you know what? There are people that might have complained when uh, computers started coming out because the typewriters, you know, the people making typewriters, computers would be put don't out of save jobs. Time, they just reorganize it. Okay. Huh? The computers don't really save time; they just reorganize it. Oh, whatever. Depending on what um, you're doing. My point being that there have been all kinds of industries. You know, the people making horseshoes were probably pretty upset about the automotive industry coming about and putting them out of jobs too. Unfortunately, for people who have jobs, times change. Uh, even people that own businesses, inevitably, competition's going to come in to places where you might not have ever thought it would. You thought you had your job, you thought you were set for life, and what do you know? A bunch of people come in and start competing for your job, and all of a sudden, you you know, you lose it because yeah, you weren't willing to work for less. Most of the competition was because the United States changed the amount of, of, you know, foreign quotas that could be allowed over here. If it wasn't for that fact, I'd probably still have one. And you know what? I, you know, it's a good thing that people started doing your job for less because the customers that were buying those services probably paid less for the services no, 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 than no, they no. would have under now, you. Look, you got, you're making a big, big misjudgment there because you got to look at the head. Oh, is that right? You know, that we'll come back with more of you, Daryl. Hang on. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You bring up anything toll-free, 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line for you. 
And it's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. And those features include the Shrine of Female Listeners, the dozens and dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo proving they listen to the show. See what I mean by heading over to shrine.freetalklive.com. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. Now you can save time and money on common legal matters. Created by top attorneys, LegalZoom.com helps you create reliable legal documents like setting up a corporation or a limited liability company. LegalZoom.com. Use code FTL to save 10%. That's LegalZoom.com. 800-259-9231. Let's go back to Daryl in Montana, listening on KGEZ, discussing the uh, the whole immigration issue. Uh, Wayne, you had a, a point that you wanted to make with Daryl on this. Yeah, I wanted to make the point that, that during um, uh, Hitler's reign in, in, in uh, Germany, uh, there were Jewish uh, business owners. They were small business owners. They were free marketeers. They were successful because they, they were doing business. They were providing the market a service. Now, uh, during World War I and around that era, before Hitler came to power, uh, Germany went through a serious, serious financial crisis where, in the beginning, it took 16 Reich marks to buy a pair of shoes, which eventually became 87 trillion Reich marks. So, uh, and then Hitler, of course, scapegoated those people who still had money who were successful uh, and, and demonized them, and that's uh, his justification for killing them. So uh, some, of, some of the information you're getting, I think, is a bit distorted, and I think you really need to study uh, the history of Germany in that era more thoroughly. Daryl? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. So what, did you also, what else did you have to say to us, Daryl? Well, basically, like when it came to drafting, okay, most companies had human then in the 80s, you know, someone had this giant brain fart that, well, you know, we'll just start a headhunter shop and we'll go out and have professionals, you know, interview and, you know, um, put out ads for, you know, various talents. So basically the human resources department pretty much got squashed in large major companies and all of the contracting positions and things like that were outsourced to headhunter jobs and facilities Basically, what happened when they did that, let's say that they're paying me 25 bucks an hour, okay? The headhunters charged them 50, sometimes 60 for the same service. And all the headhunters doing is pushing the paper, okay, not providing any insurance for you. But, right, but they're only charging that for the, the first six months or year. That's how no, headhunters no, 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 no. work. Oh, yes, yes, yes. No, uh, look, no, a friend of mine hey, is a headhunter. Work, I'm telling you how it's done. I worked at MCI where there were contractors that worked individual contractors that work for the same shop for six years. So that's not a true statement. Look, do you think that Part- it makes any sense whatever to, um, to uh, go ahead and hire somebody at double uh, what it is that you're currently paying? I mean, I wouldn't do it. big companies don't make those kind of mistakes yeah. well, it, it, and stay in business long. This, these weren't mistakes. This is just how they did business. And how they got away with it on their books is they wrote it off all as R&D research and development. You can only write off so much before you're in the red. Dude. Yeah. I know, but I work for these various corporations. Well, that's great, but you know something? There are many professions where they're temporarily, during the course of a few years, there's a shortage of them. Then everybody goes to school for that, whether it's IT or being a teacher, and then the market's flooded with them. That's how the market responds to the need. So for a while, somebody with those skills gets paid a lot of money until there are some competition. Right, whether yeah, your competition you came compare, from another country you can't or... compare 20 years' experience to someone with, 
you know, a year of education. Well, then you're not promoting you know, yourself properly. Yeah, you're not you need to take it up properly. with your boss. You need to take it up with the person who hired and fired you because they made a decision for whatever reason to go with somebody else, and it's their business, and they could, they should be free to make that choice. Whether your replacement came from down the street or whether it came from across the country, you're just mad because somebody took your job. You you know you weren't able to compete with that person, and you know too bad. No, that's no, the way see, the cookie crumbles. That's not a fair statement because you know. Dude, you have no idea. You know, you're just sitting there making assumptions on facts that you don't know. You don't know the personal circumstances or or the state. I don't care. The I fact did. is you okay. lost your job for whatever reason, Daryl, and that reason was up to your boss, and he decided to replace you. You know, yeah, but you can boo-hoo about it for the rest of your life, or you can get down and learn some new skills and go do something else. What do you do today? Um, nothing, actually. What do you? How do you make money? How do you pay for yourself? retired. Oh, okay. Congratulations. Thanks for the call. Appreciate hearing from Bye. you. 800-259-9231. Boo-hoo! Competition! Oh-hoo-hoo! We can't, we can't handle competition in America. We need to have our one job for our whole lives and have never, ever have anybody take it away from us. I, I, you know, the, probably the best example that we've uh, used over time is the farrier example. Look, if we had um, the Internet and we had uh, television back when uh, cars replaced horses and, uh, you know, uh, people were talking about these weird rumors that if you go more than 15 miles an hour to suck the air out of your lungs, <laughs> I mean, and all this crap that they were talking about a century ago, then it's likely there would have been a big contingent of, of people that were against automobiles and didn't want to see the farriers lose their jobs. Sure. Now, if you uh, farriers are people that nail horse, um, horseshoes to horses' hooves. Um, now, but but the fact is, it's happened, and those farriers likely got other jobs, or they grew old and died, or, retired. You know, or they made less money. Whatever it was that um, they managed to deal with the problem, their service wasn't in demand. Take the human element out of this whole, we're being downsized, our jobs are being shipped over to India, that kind of thing, and look at it from the factual point of view. America, in America here, the United States government makes it harder and harder for companies to com- um, to c- employ local people because yeah. they put so many regulations on them. Yeah, they can go to a, um, a sweatshop in India or a boiler room in India and have um, their telephone calls made. Why? Because they don't have the same regulations they do. That's true, and the consumer's always looking for a better price, and in the pursuit of offering consumers better prices, um, businesses have to lower costs, and if that means hiring a new kid on that can do pretty much the same job that you can, maybe absent a few features for significantly less, that's a smart business decision to make. The kid's going to learn. You're going to pay him less. What if the company refuses, simply refuses to uh, hire anybody who's cheaper, anybody... Anybody who's not white, well, you know, a real America is white, so we're only going to hire white people. Or just people that have the American citizenship, you have to get naturalized, whatever it is that um, they decide to do. And as a result, um, and they only use union wages, uh, and as a result, they, their product costs more, but the, the quality isn't that, high, that much higher. Will people pay for it? No. So the company goes out of business, and everybody who's, loses in, their jobs. everybody who's employed by that company is out of work. Let's now, go. I mean, is, isn't that just as bad? Let's go to the phones. Worse. Dr. David in Santa Cruz, listening on KSCO. Hello, David. David in Santa Cruz. Yeah, how are you? I uh, hey, was interested in, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, the, uh, the Proposition 189 was a, a big issue here in California about uh, five 
um, might as I don't think it was as long as ten years ago, but it was a big anti-immigration bill, and it was actually a cash cow for a pack of uh, uh, immigration lawyers. Mm. And um, if I remember right, the average price of a green card uh, at the at the uh, at the point that they had started was uh, about um, uh, four hundred. Uh, excuse me, it was a little over four hundred dollars. I think it was it was like eight hundred dollars. They. Uh, oh, I hear the music coming up. You want to hold over? We'll bring you back. I bet the price has gone up since then, though, hasn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah, it was forty thousand. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness! Hang on, we'll bring you back. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Do you think that that's what it's all about? Is Getting some immigration attorneys rich? I wonder mm. if the laws are made by attorneys. I wonder yeah. if these people are in the same boat. You think mm. the attorneys write the laws, too? Get out of here. It's Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind. The toll-free number for you, 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got a bulletin board system. There's over 250,000 posts waiting for you. Serious issues and fun stuff. You'll find everything in between. It's all there. bbs.freetalklive.com. And it's free. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. Let's continue here with the phone calls and go back to David at Santa Cruz listening on KSCO. Now, David, you said that uh, several years ago there was a proposition in California people were up in arms about, and uh, the green card cost for immigration was around four to eight hundred dollars and you said that it went up pretty significantly uh as a result of this what uh what happened yeah well, that's that's pretty well right and, and as a matter of fact i remember now when it happened it was slightly before 1999 so it is going on 10 years ago now it was um if you remember hong kong was uh, uh rented from or leased from china on a i believe it was a 100 year lease uh for some fantastically low price and England was just about to let that lease run out, or China didn't want to renew the lease. And so that ran out in 1999. And so there were a flood of uh, fantastically wealthy Chinese who were desperate to get out of Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. And so these lawyers figured out, these were Southern California lawyers, uh, San Diego and L.A., and they were the authors of Prop 189. And they figured out that if they jacked up the price of a, uh, a green card, they could you know, it would be like uh, printing your own money. Manna so, from heaven. Now, here's my question, though. How is it that California has any... I didn't know that the states had anything to do with the green card. I thought that was a federal thing. Well, it wasn't, but uh, California has uh, the uh, international trade uh, in California ports. Uh, you've got the ports of San Diego and ports of L.A. Of course, we've got our San Francisco port up here and Seattle whatnot. Uh, for Asian trade, uh, if Hong Kong merchants are uh, interested in fleeing from uh, what would become communist China, uh, they were scared to death about uh, communist China taking over Hong Kong, so they wanted to get out of Dodge. Sure. And, uh, and so these, these lawyers wrote California legislation, and it's really being mirrored in, uh, in the United States. Because these guys figured out that they could do the same scam uh, nationwide and essentially worldwide. Yep. And actually, when you started your uh, this hour, you actually were talking about uh, the scam of Hitler and, and how he was uh, uh, treating 
a good variety of, of uh, uh, citizens of not only Germany and but the rest of the world, how they were being uh, ripped off by the uh, xenophobia, the, the bigotry and hatred, and that there, it, there really is a, a fear industry, people who make money from fear. Absolutely. They, they, absolutely. The and government I, I, and the news media and uh, so on. Absolutely. And, and uh, you know, you, I thought you handled that uh, previous caller pretty well because, you know, his, his uh, phrasing that, uh, you know, German Jews uh, uh, were cashing in on, on banking. Yeah, that's absolutely the, the whole idea that uh, that that scam of, of hatred could justify making slave camps, making uh, uh, execution chambers. And um, now he didn't say that. He just sort of. Alluded, alluded to, to it. it. I mean, yeah. you know, like there's, he said, there's two sides to every coin, and I want to be fair to him. There's two sides to every coin. So, sort of, um, his the idea was is that the Jews were these banking Jews were ripping off the German people, so they caused the, they they dug their own hole. Um, they they built their own gas Absurd. chamber. Was sort of the, uh, the he destroyed well, his credibility of, as soon as that came out of his mouth. Yeah, it's it's kind of interesting. There's a there was an article that I read, and if I remember right, it was from a 1982 issue of Stamps magazine. And I used to have a uh, my grandfather's stamp collection, and there were a whole bunch of German uh, stamps in it. Mm-hmm. And there were many postage stamps. If I remember right, I had a 22 billion uh, Deutschmark postage stamp, and so it, it cost 22 billion do- uh, Deutschmarks to send us a letter across town. Amazing. And so this whole idea of uh, many people don't realize it, but the Versailles Treaty was written with three parts uh, that at the end of World War I, Germany was supposed to pay back uh, uh, reparations. Mm-hmm. They had to pay back for damages, France and England and Italy and whatnot. And part of it was they had to pay back in, in raw material like lumber and, and iron ore and copper ore. And well, yeah, because otherwise you can just turn on the printing press. Right, yeah, and, and well, and that was the exact thing, that they had to pay a certain percentage back in gold, and they had to pay a per- certain percentage back in cash. Well, they devalued the currency so much that when they, it came time to pay back reparations, they paid back in this overinflated cash, and it, w- it became not only a huge scam, you know, they were able to say, ha, 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 we ripped off these countries, but at the same time it forced... Uh, the people of Germany to pledge allegiance to Hitler and his cronies because right. they couldn't. If you were because have he was promising, living, he was promising to get them out of their depression. They were experiencing depression as a result of that, and he was the you know when people are in a situation like that, they look to a great leader. They want to find somebody that's going to get them out of it. He promised to do that. He promised to tra- uh, you know track down the commies at the same time. And it, it, again, you were right. You touched on the fear aspect. That's exactly what he used to were, get people on his side. You, you see, though, that they, they intentionally devalued the currency so they could play it off as a political uh, a game, but at the same time they were able to blame it on somebody else, but they intentionally devalued the currency to Amazing. play that game. So it, it's a very interesting double uh, whammy. And, and if you look at the Bush family history, I don't know if you've ever read Webster Tarpley's book. It's about pretty Bush. scary. In fact, we had a story about that tonight. I don't know if we'll get to it, but maybe uh, Wayne will hold that off for next week or maybe in a few days we'll get to that. And thank you for the call. We appreciate hearing yeah, from no you. Trouble. Let's roll into, uh, let's go to Kathy, ladies first. Kathy in Illinois, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hello. Hi, what's on your mind? Oh, I, I wanted to talk about something that happened to us today. What happened? Well, we had the the police stopped by today Uh-oh. and uh, threatened us with a citation for our lawn. What, what's wrong with your lawn? We didn't think anything was wrong with our lawn. What did they think was wrong with it? Oh, uh, she said that uh, 
It needed to be contained. <laughs> Wait, is the sidewalk not doing a good job? <laughs> well, we didn't know what she meant, and this is actually the second time we've had a run-in with the police about our lawn. Do you live in a planned community? And uh, Well, no, it's not. It's just a block of houses. Right. Yeah. Well, you're, so you're a flea and tick terrorist, is that it? I, I have no idea. How did you feel when this happened to you, or the first time this, the first time and the second time? Well, the first time it was this guy that was pointing to my irises, saying they were too long. Uh, the irises were too long. Was was he thinking they were grass? He thought they were grass. Okay, uh, so wow. he's a little confused as to what tr- uh, the difference is between uh, flowering plants and grass. Right. Now, wait, I want to make a point of clarification. Are you sure it was the police and it wasn't a code enforcer? No, they were police officers. They actually sent the cops out to enforce lawn code. Yes. Oh, boy. Yes. Apparently, there aren't very many murderers to investigate or no, any rapes to investigate. No, this is a small town. The biggest thing it would be a meth lab, but I guess there's none of that going on right now. Uh, do, do you feel like like you might not live in a free country? Yeah. It's kind of du- disgusting. What did they threaten you with over this lawn? Well, this time it was a $75 ticket if we didn't get everything cleaned up to her satisfaction by tomorrow. What? Wow, that's uh, quite so, a time frame. So you must live in a commu- uh, some sort of homeowners association then? Nope. No, this is just... No, nope. these are zoning nope. rules. This is a zoning nope. rule. Wow. Ordin- and actually, the first time that this happened... We went to the police station to ask to see the ordinances, and they didn't want to show them to us. It's because they don't know where they are. And, and they, <laughs> They're making it up. And, and you well, will do what you're told, citizen, and you will not ask to see the law. Right. And this time, uh, my husband told the lady cop who she claims she's a hor- uh, got a horticulture ma- master's degree oh, wow. <laughs> and is a landscaping professional. And well, and she has a gun on her belt, and exactly. uh, she can give orders as now, well. Now, this wasn't the one that confused irises with grass, right? <laughs> no, this was different one. Okay, but well, was, at least that speaks well. She was well saying that our flowers, she says, I don't care. This isn't proper landscaping. Look at your neighbor's yard. And we're like, we don't oh, like Oh, you have to all be the same. Yeah, it's just disgusting. I feel so bad for you. Are you going to pay the fine? Uh, my husband's already said he's not going to. Really? What's going to happen to him? Oh, I don't know. He's already called some family members to make sure that they've got bail money if he needs it. Yeah, better make sure because uh, we read a story, I think it was a week or so ago, about a man who's been spending weekends in jail because the grass he's planted on his property refuses to grow, and apparently he's being held responsible for that. It's just insane. Kathy, thanks for the story. Let us know what happens. Appreciate hearing from you. All right, I will. Okay, 800, thank you. 800-259-9231. Talk about just micromanagement. This government, your local government, they think they're better than you. They know how to run your property better than you can. And if you don't uh, use your property in the way that they want you to, they're going to threaten you with fines and jail time. It's disgusting, it's anti-American, and it's going on everywhere. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. Only moments remain. Maybe enough time for your call. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free, uh, toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. Inviting you to our website, freetalklive.com. The place to go. The features there are totally free. One great way you can support the show is by buying my house. It's for sale. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was going to sell. It was under contract for a little while, and uh, the guy turned out to not be a very good prospect at all. So it's back on the market. It's uh, 175 
five grand minutes from the beach in beautiful, sunny Sarasota, Florida. And uh, you'll love it. It's a 3-2. And get all the details at house.freetalklive.com. Uh, the price has been drastically slashed. So house.freetalklive.com. Get it while you still can. It's a good area, too. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a great house. Let's go to the phones and to the fun. Talk to Dave in Montana listening on KGEZ. Hello, Dave. Hey, Dave. Hey, Hitler wouldn't like free talk, man. No, he wouldn't. Free talk. <laughs> Greetings, my North American comrades. Hey, dude. Hey, I'm up? afraid that uh, American's heart has grown hard to freedom, man. And it's by this great wave of fear, it makes them blind to the real master of their slavery, and that's oil. Because those are the ones you got to worry about, because the profits of oil finance the international bankers the insurance companies the military industrial complex the pharma and they're all subsidiaries of all this great oil and and the model t ford burnt it man that that's the the kicker you know a hundred years ago and here we are right smack dab in oil country over there they gotta love it but and that's all about the bad laws i think too well, and, uh, oil is really in the place it is today because of government protectionism, uh, because oh, the oil magnets are so tied in with hey, the state. Why, hey, they got it made, man. We all go pump it. It's a system that perpetuates itself. They go fight wars. They got us all. They make the rules with the insurance company because the insurance company's in cahoots with the government because they're the biggest uh, customer to the insurance companies because, what, 54% of the country works for the country. Uh, government somehow. You well, know? General Smedley Butler in the early part of the 20th century rightfully pointed out that war is a racket, and basically yeah. what you have in this country is uh, the U.S. military being used and, as and, a... And these, and these people that are complaining, oh, the New World Order, oh, the, the North American Union, they got stock, they got their money in the bank, they're buying the gas, they got their credit cards. They're idiots. They don't know what they don't. They're afraid of real freedom, man. And the real freedom is 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 hurting everybody now. That's why the two uh, uh, border patrol guards are in jail for eleven years, man, shooting somebody over a plant. Wow, that's because insane. Because he was crossing a border or something, an imaginary line. They're, they sound like little kids in the back seat drawing lines on their seat, man. And and, and the, the old man is going to have to stop the car and, and, and do some, you know, and I'm talking about, you know, like maybe a good asteroid to get us all in. He's getting very existential at this point. <laughs> Thank you, David. Appreciate but, uh, the call. Yeah. 800-259-9231. Yeah, I mean, basically what we have in regards to his oil comments. Um, there's nothing wrong with gasoline um, as a product, but what is wrong is that uh, the oil companies are so tied in with government. They've got uh, all kinds of protectionism from the government, and uh, in addition, not only are they protected uh, from competition and insulated by the government, they're also able to utilize the government military taxpayer dollars to go and uh, do their work for them to do their defense work like if they're going to go to another country and they're going to risk you know there's a risk of them being attacked as a company they should be the ones paying for their own defense they should be the ones paying mercenaries to keep their uh, pumps safe to keep their drilling stations safe well not mercenaries as much as security Whatever you want to call it isn't every other company responsible for their own security i mean sure the cops will come and clean up the mess but it seems to me that uh, there's no reason that they they should be able to uh 
have the United States military, um, you know, do their security for them on the taxpayers' dime. Right. We all get to pay for it, whether or not we ride a bicycle or driving cars, and it's just wrong. Let's continue with the calls and go to Dave in San Diego. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Dave in San Diego. Hey, Dave. Dave is gone. We have Bill in uh, somewhere. Bill in wherever. You're on Free Talk Live. Do we have Bill? Hi, Bill. Hey, how's it going? I hate you, stupid piece of shit. Get out of here. Mm-hmm. 800-259-9231. Really creative. Hating that was worth waiting for. Hey, hating us is, is is fine and everything, but uh, you know why don't you come on with a good argument? Yeah, just useless. Let's continue with uh, the amplifier line and Matt in Illinois. Hello, Matt. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind? Uh, first off, I, my heart goes out to Kathy in Illinois. Uh, I know that her husband won't be the first to get arrested for lawn violations in this state. Mm. I, I know of at least one other guy who spent several months in jail because of a lawn violation. Mm. No good. No well, good. Who cut all. his lawn for him when he was in jail? <laughs> uh, I think that the uh, the, the city state. did and and billed him for it. Yeah, they usually bill you at uh, oh ten times the normal rate for a lawn uh, lawn clipping. Right. Uh, what, what I called about tonight was um, nobody brought this up, but a lot of times when you're talking about immigration, somebody is going to bring up the argument about culture and how they're destroying our culture. Yeah, I'm surprised that didn't come up tonight. Well, um, uh, my sister married a, a Jewish guy, and uh, I'm, I come from a Catholic family, um, and it, 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 it's really different, but uh, they get along well. And uh, one year they invited me over to their uh, house for Passover dinner, which I've never experienced before. And um, during Passover, the the Jews read the story of the Passover around the table, and they gave me uh, the Bible or whatever it was. I, I don't think it was the Bible I was reading from. It was something else. Torah, perhaps? Uh, yeah, maybe. Something to read from that told the story. I had to do my part. Um, my two kids were with me. They read a portion of it, and then my brother-in-law read the main portion of it, and he did it in uh, Hebrew, which was really neat. It was very interesting to listen to this language. Mm. And the point is, is that this is something that his culture has done for thousands and thousands of years, despite being oppressed, despite going from country to country, uh, despite all kinds of trials and tribulations where you think, well, gee, you know, why didn't their culture just dissolve and become enmeshed with all these other cultures that they've been through? Mm, how did they retain it? That, that's exactly my point. They did retain it, and there's no way somebody coming into our country can take away our culture. Right, you have we, to relinquish your culture is what you're saying. Right, unless we let it happen. And, an excellent and I'm point. not talking about not letting it happen by... Uh, uh, doing bad things to those people. Mm. I'm talking about not letting it happen by maintaining our own um, holidays and... and uh, uh, right, yeah. Having, a, like having an Italian family move in next door to me um, and fly an Italian flag out in their front yard and, you know, dress their home in traditional Italian fashion and having a Mexican family move across the street and, uh, you know, hang a Mexican flag out in their front yard and dress their home in a traditional Mexican fashion doesn't do anything to destroy my culture. It just means that I have interesting neighbors. That's all. That's, That's right. right. If they don't bother you and they don't hurt you, then, then what's the problem? Yeah. Very good. That's, that's, that's right, and, and and there's no reason why just because you have uh, Mexican neighbors, uh, 
move next door, you have to all of a sudden stop celebrating Easter or stop letting children come to your door for Halloween or stop flying your American flag if that's what you want to do. The Mexicans aren't making you do that. Certainly not. However, there may be interesting opportunities like you came across with uh, the Jewish people that came into your family to experience a bit of their culture. Try it on for size. See if you like some of the aspects of it. Maybe you will enjoy, um, you know, for instance, uh, some of the, the food that they might uh, that mm-hmm. they might engage in or some of the customs that they engage in. A rich experience. In which case, you choose to adopt those as your own. You choose to uh, to take part in all that. I love that. That's a great point. I don't think it's ever been made before, Matt. Yeah. Thank you for making the call we you know about it. a couple of christmases ago i had a friend who was nigerian a college professor and we went to her house and and my my wife my kids and we basically were the only white people there mm-hmm. among about 25 or 30 nigerians and we had we had a great time it was a it was a rich experience i'll never forget it getting to actually you know experience some people that I mean, how many people get to get to meet Nigerians? I mean, beca- mm-hmm. I mean, imagine what's the quota, the immigration quota from people from Nigeria? Can't be very many. That's right. So uh, very unusual and uh, you know, when, great when idea. you think about the culture, I wonder whether um, I, I think it was I think it was 1947, but I wonder if in 1947 when Jackie Robinson played um, his uh, first game of Major League Baseball. And he broke the color barrier. I wonder if the uh, baseball players that refused to play with him, I wonder if they Our felt culture. like their culture was being threatened. Maybe they I did. wonder if, um, you know, I mean, at that time, it was a huge issue. This yeah. guy playing baseball, this black guy paying, playing baseball. But I really feel like that's how it is now. When they, when they talk about their culture and that kind of thing, it just sounds like bigotry to me. Yeah, I think their culture is xenophobia. If that's the case, um, I'm pretty sure that I have my culture has nothing in common with the people that cry and bitch and moan about their culture. It's been in here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. You protect your own damn culture. Keep your hands out of other people's. See you tomorrow night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.